Alright, we're live. The First Racer. Podcast. The Racer Podcast. Zero. Episode zero. zero. Do we have a name for the podcast? Maybe we'll come up with a name for the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, uh, podcast. Joe Sound Rogan. Like What's Joe Rogan's podcast? The Joe Rogan Experience. Just gonna name drop right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It won't take us long to come up with a name, though. Because our band names and song names don't take too long. <laughs> the last round didn't. We could talk yeah. about that for a second. The quickest song title agreement in the racer history. Yeah. The quickest decision making. Yeah, but it, I'm starting to realize is it only because we're getting tired of arguing with each other. I think that's <laughs> probably true. Probably. <laughs> we also, to be honest, we might actually have grown to notice what each other like what we each like and don't like so like we're less likely to suggest something that we know somebody's gonna hate what's well, also Maybe. I feel like we know when to fight for something and when not to you know like how much yeah. you care about something like alright I won't put up a giant fight about naming this song cause I don't yeah, yeah and it's also like realizing that song titles sometimes are not that important or there's no big meaning right not as long as it's like it doesn't elicit like a terrible reaction in you or like whatever it's fine yeah well it's like if someone really loves it if it's like clicking with them Mm -hmm. for some reason and they can explain that to you sometimes that helps me anyway yeah I, i would agree with that i think i feel the same way about lyrics too yeah Lyrics I find more important, but the song titles, I've never been like, like looked at a song by a band and be like, ugh, I don't like this, this is a terrible song, I just don't care what it's called, I guess. Yeah, it's usually if the song is good, the title's good. Sure. Most just like the, the band. The title's fine. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. or break it doesn't, the song. Yeah, it doesn't affect it. It's like bands, too. How many band crappy names? band names are out there? If you just if that was the first band name you ever came up with that no one ever heard it before, and then you told me, yeah, this is our band. We're called Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> what? I I agree with you, but that's more important because it is the name of the band forever, or not necessarily forever, but with the song title, it's. I thought we were changing our band name again. <laughs> that's what this podcast is. So it's the classic chicken or the egg. Well, I was just saying, a song title is one of many, right? So if one's bad, it, it can get lost in the in the crowd, so to speak. Right. So can I say something uh, to start off our next thing? Is like I think is good to point out is why are we doing this? Why are we doing this podcast? Yeah, why are we doing a podcast? Why are we doing this? Yeah, whose idea was it? I don't know. I think it was Esterman's idea. Possibly. Well, he mentioned kind of... You mentioned at some point creating... Working harder to create more of a... I don't know what what your term was, but... Sort of like a brand kind of universe type of... uh, Franchise type of... I don't know what... We were talking about Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. That whole world. So I think... Well, I think part of it, for me anyway, because... I was initially sort of uh, maybe not as interested or just didn't understand why we would do it but then somebody just put I don't know who who said it but if your favorite band or 
a couple of your favorite bands did a podcast like would you listen that's a for me it was like an easy answer of course you know even if it wasn't the most revealing stuff or wasn't the greatest podcast in the world I still would listen because of my interest in the band and I do that I'll, I'll listen to interviews over and over again by bands because I just find the people interesting um, so that maybe come around to it for sure yeah or it's like I like the band and I want to I'm curious to see how they work to see how their minds work yeah yeah to me it's kind of like if you if you really like a movie maybe you're gonna at some point seek out or if it's readily available to you you're gonna watch the like making of behind the scenes kind of like you know you might not devour every second of it but if you like a movie enough you're gonna be interested in like oh what does the director look like or even like uh, watching an episode of uh, Game of Thrones Um, I remember when they used to play those like behind the episodes right after the episode yeah they still do yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's now I think you have to go on. No, no, no. I don't know. I watch it on HBO now. Oh, I watch it on regular HBO, and it's like I have to go on the computer. But my my point is like I would always stay interested in that because like you wanted more. Oh yeah, that's like kind of my almost my favorite part, especially if you like didn't understand what happened. Yeah, you find more insight of the episode. Yeah, like yeah, what is that? What was the message behind that scene? Like sort of like what is the idea behind that lyric, or why did that? Title? Why? Why is that song title that? I, I I don't understand why they came up with that name. Oh, now I like it. Or now I hate it. Turns it's out, a terrible story. Turns out it was just a random word that they threw out and mm-hmm. decided that it worked. Sure. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Yeah, I think it was. We just wanted to give people who were interested an opportunity to take a you know more in depth look into the band and because. I didn't want to do the Facebook Live stuff. I just think it's sort of, I don't know. You didn't want to do it in the the sense that when you're like calling it, I don't know. The you don't want to do it in the cheesy sense. Yeah, I don't want to do it like okay. Uh, I'm just gonna take my phone out. Hey, I'm at Subway and I'm yeah. ordering a sandwich, and you know if I have a show next week. Like I, I just don't like that. No, nah, none of us. Yeah, are. I don't think any of us want to. But we could Facebook Live the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I like things that are more, I don't know, there's like some structure to it. There's there's thought behind it. You can tell like people put thought into it and it wasn't just kind of thrown together in two seconds. Let me just flip my phone on and hey, how, how's, how's everyone doing? I don't know, I just, I like when things are more, uh, yeah, more thought out. Are we thought out on this? <laughs> I was say, like this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, even just like... <laughs> Well, we kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you no, know, no, we have. We have, like, a certain list of topics that we might get to or might not. But also, I don't know. I think this was more formal. I'm just more of a fan of that. That being said, I'm sure this will grow very informal mm-hmm. very quickly. <laughs> that's kind of, to me, I, I listen to podcasts a lot. And to me, that's kind of the charm of them is, like, you. a good one to me is one where you feel like you're just, participating in a conversation or listening to a conversation between a bunch of people and not necessarily this like produced um yeah you know scripted theatrical kind of presentation Uh, those are cool too it's just a different type Mm -hmm. to me the ones where you're like there's I don't know how to describe it but there's like a sort of a wall (coughs) broken down where you get to really kind of 
you feel like you're really hearing a genuine person yeah, talk, yeah, as opposed yeah. to what they're tr- trying oh, yeah. to put forth. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's always going to be a certain amount of that when the microphone's on. You know, or, or they're uh, kind of putting some sort of front up a little bit. But to me, the best ones are when you can, when you feel like that's not there, even if it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, and I also just, I just think it's. I do think there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that like when we put out a song, especially nowadays, I feel like you put out a song and like either like people latch onto it or they don't. And there's like so much effort that goes into that before it goes out. There's so many decisions that have to be made and so many conversations and, you know, uh, debates and struggles to get that thing out into the world. And like once it's there, it's like it's gone. And like people either like like it or they don't. Mm-hmm. But part part of what's interesting to me about just music in general is like the work that goes into that like that thing that you created. Um, you know the the give and take between the band members, the um, the inspiration behind like all that stuff is like I don't know. I think it's important to put that out there because it is music right now is so like fleeting. I don't know. It's like it, it's so. It's like air. It's just there. It's like always there, and it's like super easy and convenient. It's at your fingertips at all times. But do you really understand how hard it could be to put that stuff out there? There's so much thought that goes into our music that I think that it's there's value in discussing. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is even at our level because people would assume like the bigger bands that are like famous. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're putting in a lot of work, but also so are we. And we're at this small, tiny level. And the amount that we're putting in, like, people may not realize it, you know? Yeah, I always wonder that. Like, what do people presume? Like, oh, they just got together and just recorded a bunch of songs over the course of this week or whatever. It's like, some of these songs have been years (laughs) in the making. Well, that's why usually those the first album a band makes is like usually the best because it's, <laughs> it's like five years of them writing songs and then yeah. they gotta write the second album in like six weeks or whatever the hell it is with pressure yeah it's like oh well now we gotta we have to just write these songs where before there was no pressure to write them they just wrote them so it's different that's why they, I don't know a lot of times their second albums suck <laughs> sophomore jinx see but I feel like in our case if that see it's weird like I still don't feel like we put out our first album even though we put out three you know and all the demos and singles and whatever but like we put three albums together it's like because we're like not at that level that we want to be at like whenever that happens that's going to be our first album to me the debut album right and then like the idea of like okay follow that up like I'm, I I'm more excited about that because if we got that opportunity, it's like, you know, it, I can't imagine if all we had to do was make music, <laughs> you know, yeah. as opposed to you know finding the time to make music. Yeah, but then that could know? be a, like a, that could be intimidating. You're like, well, now I have all this time to do it, and then you're like, well, what do I do? You know, it's kind of like. Yeah, do you end up making more? Do you end up yeah. putting out more stuff? Or do you end up deliberating 
yeah. exponentially more about all these little things. I just want the chance. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> so do I. It's just, you wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a, it's like getting like a, like a piece of blank canvas and then you're like, all right, paint something. And you're like, I don't know what to, you know, like, I don't know. Can't do it you on the spot. spot. Yeah. That's how like, we are in the studio about it. sometimes. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, here, come up with something. Like, no, let me go home and work on it, and then bring it back. Well, it's like telling a comedian, like, oh, you're a comedian? Cool. Make me laugh right now. Yeah. Or like, come up with a joke. It's like, well, okay, give me, like, six months, and I'll come up with a nice, sure. long, good joke. Well, because it's also, we care so much about the music that we're making that we probably could flippantly kind of come up with songs, and I'm sure some people might like them, but... We, because we agonize over every detail, you know, and I think we do for the most part. That's what makes it take so long. You know, it's not a simple thing of like, yeah, I wrote a song and I'm going to write a song that's sort of, uh, you know, um, I write an arcade fire kind of song, you know, and just come up with something like really quick. I'm sure we can come up with like a song structure and all that stuff quick, and it's like, I feel like we put so much thought into it that it's because we, because we do care. And that's why it does take a while. And that, that would be a challenge for sure. Like, okay, you have two months to write your record. We've never had that kind of gauntlet thrown down on us. Yeah. Well, we also don't have to worry about doing uh, records or albums because right now we're not yeah. doing yeah. an album. <laughs> well, yeah, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's go? talk about that. For sure. Like, yeah, going so, forward. Yeah, for, I mean, for anyone who's listening who doesn't really know us, the racer or like a a band you know (laughs) maybe but we've been doing this pretty long time and uh we've put out three like full-length records and each one of those has been its own journey its own like work of labor and love and whatever you want to call it and now we're kind of transitioning to this new way of um, releasing music, which is just kind of releasing single songs at a time instead of instead of like taking a lot of time up to a few years even to to write and craft and hone in on ten or twelve or fifteen songs or whatever it is, and then like keep it in the can for a really long time and wait until it's ready to launch into the world after this big you know campaign and lead up and whatever and. We're just gonna. We have one ready, and we're just gonna release it. Yeah, there's a little bit more thought behind it that we're we're gonna do, but it's it's a much more. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but we're not confining ourselves to doing an album. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, do exactly. whatever we do and release it however we want. Yeah, and, and and obviously we're not the only artist or band doing this, but I think it's a it's a viable model now, and I think it makes more sense, at least for us. Uh, right now it just seems to be like the more practical and approachable way to do things i think it's better for anyone who's a fan of ours as well i think yeah i know we i think all of us all at least all the four of us i think uh mike the drummer is on here i think we all are kind of like album people we always kind of have been we've been like no i'm you know i sort of i personally kind of rejected the thought of like 
only singles you know i kind of always liked like the album no this is what the artist spent a really long time to put together it's like a feature film you know and i feel like i just sort of it's not as important to me anymore well i think it's just it's a change like you said it's a change in the landscape of how people listen to music you know it's we we all grew up listening to albums yeah you know and you buy your album and you had to listen to it because you spent twenty dollars on it or whatever, <laughs> yeah. so you feel obligated to. Um, but there wasn't um, the ability to put out music instantly, you know, until these last couple of years with streaming services. And I just, you know, I think we all took a long look at how we listen to music and how sometimes it felt like frustrating to wait. You know, write a record, record the record, spend all the time promoting the record and marketing the record and, you know, playing it out. That could be a two year, three year cycle. And it's like we're constantly wanting to create. Like, why can't we create things, create songs, put them out there as soon as possible and not wait and not sit on them forever, even while they're out? You know, and I feel like that's. That's what's exciting to me because, like, I can't. How many times have we made a record and then you want to, like, show it to everybody? You know, you're like, oh, check this out. We got this song, this song, whatever. It's like, now we can put it out to the world immediately once we write a song and record it mm -hmm. and it's ready to go. Like, it doesn't have to wait for 10 other songs to be ready or right. it doesn't have to fit into a certain theme. It doesn't have to, um, musically even, fit into a particular direction. You know, and I think some of our music is sort of fitting in a particular direction. Because we're certainly challenging ourselves, and we can talk about that for sure. But um, the idea of just, okay, here's something we created. We love it. World, check mm -hmm. it out. Uh, that's so exciting to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Because then even how I listen to music, there's been bands doing that over these last couple months. And I spend more time with that one song rather than... A band who puts out a whole album, and I'm like, yeah, I like these four songs. Yeah, and I never listen to the other ones again. Yeah. yeah, or one time. You know what I mean? It's to me, it, it allows. Because it. You know, there's some bands, some of our some bands that we all collectively listen to, or at least some of us have. Been, you know, they'll put out. Not that this is like totally a new groundbreaking way of doing things, but they'll they'll have an album that they plan on putting out and they have a release date for it, but they'll release. I don't know, three, four, maybe five songs off of it kind of in the weeks and months leading up to that album release. And I think we've all discussed like how sometimes with a band like the National or Manchester Orchestra, for example, like we almost wish they would just keep releasing the songs one at a time because then it allows you like to just sit with just that song and really kind of absorb it over time as opposed to the whole album maybe. Um, I don't know if it's just an attention span thing or whatever, but like... Sometimes when I, I'm listening to a whole album, I'm just, you know, if I space out or I'm driving and I'm paying attention to something else for a little while, I'll miss a whole song, you know, and I, I don't really get to really sit sit with it and focus on it for a long time. So I think I'm, I'm excited that we're going to start doing exclusively that, at least for now, you know. Yeah, I think it's something in like uh, the attention span what you're talking about, Steve, is Manchester Orchestra's new album... The, uh, the song The Maze for me like when I hear a great song I just listen to it over and over and over again mm -hmm. I haven't even gotten to the second half of the album just because I keep listening to The Maze over and over and so 
I don't know. That's just interesting. I never really thought about it like that. Well, yeah, that's what's so cool about a song is I feel like, unlike a lot of art, I feel like a song, you can do that. You can listen to it for the rest of your life a billion times and it still feels like fresh. I don't know how else to describe it. Like mm-hmm. I can watch a great movie maybe a couple times. You know, I can't watch that movie every single day you know like every other week yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's something about a song where you can live with it and it can kind of like inhabit your life and if you heard it two three four times a day you're like doesn't bother you I don't know it's but yeah that like th- that Manchester uh, album I was listening to um oh man what is it called I gotta, I gotta look it up the last track on the album but it's like I keep listening to that one song over and over and over yeah. again. See, well, for it's, me... It's like, hold on, it's like yeah. it's how, how The National did it. They release one, and then next month another one. That mm-hmm. gives you time to sit on that one yeah. song, fall in love with it, marinate it, feel yeah. it out, and then it went on to the next song. You marinate that song for right. the next month. and then, But at a certain point, they're going to be like, well, we released four, and now here's yeah, six so more or whatever where, it is. Yeah, that's why I don't wish that they did that. And that's a disservice to that yeah. remaining looking, six or whatever. Looking back how we did Giant... So we did nine weeks a song per week we should have done a little bit more extended time instead of a yeah, week yeah it was almost like that was the right idea it was just we condensed it too much yeah well yeah. even because I think the national even would agree and I've heard them say it is like they believe their songs are like growers you know what I mean like like it takes a while to yeah. like sink in sure like the, their latest song Corinne? Corinne at the liquor store? Karen at the liquor yeah. store? I, I call it Karen. Yeah, because you like my mom. But no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, it's all right, you know? But then, like, I kept going back to it because I was like, okay, I do love this band. Let me just check it out a couple times. It's the only... It's, it's the, the freshest thing. Yeah. It's the yeah. newest thing. I listened to it, you know, a couple times and after about three, four days of listening to it, I, I love it. I'm like... I can't stop listening to it, so... Because you gave it the chance, whereas if if it was on the album, I might skip that every time because yeah. I didn't like it the first time I heard it, and there's three other ones I like already. Yeah, it's like a weird, weird thing. So when they release the album and it's like say six songs all at once now that we haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I almost wish that they would do like, like if if I did that, if we had an album, I would want to do like one song that's on the album one song that's not on the album one song that's on the album and maybe one song that's not on the album something like that and then so like when you release the album it's like you get like eight new songs instead of you know what I mean like you get it's almost like you release some B-sides and people be like oh those are cool and then the album's a million times better hmm. something like that well it's almost just having more songs yeah to release yeah but I, but I wouldn't put them all on the album yeah it would just be like like even releasing four B sides before the the album release, and they could be they could be really good, and people be like, oh, this is great, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you have a whole album worth of brand new material. To me, that would be crazy. Like, oh. Yeah, but that's is that a little dangerous though? If you're if the B sides are true to the traditional definition of B sides, where they're like something that was like you just weren't quite there with it, you didn't feel like it makes the cut like is that dangerous to kind of put that out first I don't know I guess you know I would, what I mean I'll do the b-sides is more I guess not even called you b-sides it. you gotta promote you it like write 14 the great songs but 
you'd be pretty much picking the 10 that fit in the album context, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But then release the other ones, the ones that don't fit in the context of the album first, and then the other, then you get this whole new album. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always wonder if, like, does... What we talked about, we're not, like, anti-album anymore. No. Because we talked about putting these songs out and then sort of grouping them according to, okay, well, these six songs make sense as a piece of music. You know, so that's an LP. Um, or EP. Or EP, right? These, uh, you know, three songs, you know, make sense. That's an EP. This one song is, like, doesn't make sense to anything that we've done, but... You know, we wanted to grow creatively. This is a single. Like, the fact that we can do that now, I think, is exciting. It's, like, super exciting to be able to... But almost, like, group them after the fact so that somebody could come back to them and listen to them in a certain context as opposed to, you know, here's 14 songs mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. on an album. Um, that's exciting to me because even, like, we talked about the artwork. You know, like, some of the artwork... There's going to be certain themes that might carry through, other ones maybe not. Like there, there's such a freedom to that as a as an artist to not have to worry about. All right, well every one of these songs has to like somewhat fit the frame of this album or this artwork that we're going for or this whatever. It's like you could do anything, you know. Sure. It, yeah, like now if we have one song that's just way out there and doesn't doesn't really makes sense sitting next to two of our other songs it's there's no negative consequence to that it's just like okay whatever this was a different this is just a different side and it was Eric was it you that said like or Steve um, the worry about like putting like something out there that like isn't your I don't want to say isn't your best but you know what I mean like B-side like mm-hmm. isn't like the okay everyone's agreed on this like to me like putting music out this way where you're kind of just putting things out there when they're ready and when we love them. Um, it's okay if maybe one thing doesn't connect with everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you put something out, like, you put a B-side out, and, I don't know, Mike loves the B-side, and, you know, two other band members do, but the other two don't, and so we're like, it wouldn't make necessarily, like, the album or a single or whatever. <laughs> but somebody out there just loves that song. Like, why not put it out there? Yeah, you're giving and, them that chance to connect with something that they might not have otherwise right. heard. And then I think there's still a, a lot less danger in, like... So what if most people don't like that song? If you're just constantly... If you're putting one or two songs out a month anyway, then it's just like, okay, they just didn't like that one. Someone else, something yeah. else is coming down the pipeline. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't love the first national track. I was like, yeah, it's cool. You know, it's interesting, cool sounds, but I just didn't, like, fall in love with it. And then the second one they put out, I was like, wow, this is incredible. I didn't give up on the band because, like, mm-hmm. one song wasn't my favorite, you know. I think people are, are more likely nowadays to be able to give people, like, a second shot. Or even, like, not worry about a certain genre. Like, think about how we, people listen to music. It's not, like, when we grew up, it was like, you listen to rock or you listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe some both. Like, now it's like, I like... I mean, just within the band, how many eclectic styles do we have in music? It's mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I like releasing stuff like this. This way, at least, for now. But then we could always just go and be like, you know what, we're going to 
we want to write an album. Yeah, let's yeah. do a project. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, we might get sick of, not sick of this, but we might like, be like, well... Let's challenge ourselves. There was, there was something that we didn't realize that we really liked about making an album. Yeah. That we didn't realize that we really liked it until we didn't make albums. Yeah. And now we want to get yeah. back to that. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's, make 40 12, minute song. let's make 12 songs. All fit. Yeah. All the same artwork, same, you know, like... And maybe we should talk about, right now, you know, we could talk about how, how we wrote these songs. Which is a lot different from how we normally do. Yeah. Sure, uh, yeah. Up until now, we've written songs... And this ties into what we were just talking about. But up until now, we've written songs really as a live band in a in a room playing our, you know, playing our live band setup: guitars, bass, drums, piano, vocals. And uh, for these songs, for uh, for most of them, yeah, for the most part, you know, we kind of uh, we shifted the the basic songwriting process into into the studio, so to speak, you know where we're a large part of the creative process was happening in a studio session, you know, in Pro Tools, which is very different for us. And I think to, to the benefit of the songs, I think, you know, it kind of allowed us to explore a whole different side of what we were capable of doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always thought that it was like, um, the, well, at least my one of my favorite parts was after we wrote the song and recorded them. That was uh, when we were recording them in the studio. That was a chance for experimentation, but we we're so limited doing when we recorded like the last couple albums because you only have so much time in the studio, so much money you could spend. Yeah, because every minute really is money. Yeah, you, know, you just got so it was like away. I don't know. It was like you don't you have to record the bare the you know the mean potatoes of the song and then you barely have any time to experiment and it's like now well we have like limitless time to experiment right and because because we're basically set up a studio in mike's spare bedroom you know and we engineered and produced it all ourselves largely with mike uh at the helm there and it was uh i don't know it was like a fun challenge definitely challenging definitely different but like a fun experience, and uh, yeah, I think you know, this, we're still exploring it. And we're still yeah, going kind of through it. We're like in it right now. You know? Yeah, there's yeah, some sometimes bumps. it wasn't always fun. Yeah. No, no, there's plenty <laughs> of times where it was not at all. But I, I mean, I didn't always have fun when we were writing songs in the live room. Sure. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't that wasn't too different. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, I, I knew for me, it kind of grew out of uh, Mike would come with these demos to our rehearsal sometimes or just send it to the email or whatever and I go like that sounds great like in a live room on top of like not being able to necessarily be as uh, experimental or creative as we wanted to be it was also it's tough in a live room to just hear the song and hear everyone's individual parts whereas Mike would make this demo recording really really well and it, I could hear the song and I heard all the parts and I heard the you know guitar and the, how the drums would go and I was like let's try to build a song that way you know so instead of bringing a song to the band and saying okay this is kind of how it goes and these are the chords and you know this is the arrangement it was like let's do that in the studio so that if I had an idea I could bring it to everyone and go this is the song you know this is you know exactly how I want it to sound 
there's room for like let's grow and let's you know you have thoughts uh, by all means like you know we always explore everyone's opinions but like there was a clarity to like this is the song that I want to present you know and, and I, that's what was cool about it. it was an opportunity to kind of build it as opposed to that's a it's a weird thing to sit in a room with five people and try to explain a song where it's like here's the song this is what it sounds sure, like yeah, yeah. well that was the problem with giant well not the problem but that was a one of the issues that i feel like we all kind of had was like remember i remember steve i feel like it was you or and maybe even perry were like well, I don't even know what these songs are. And we were playing them all the time in the yeah. live room. You're like, I don't know what these songs are. And I feel like I remember I was like, oh, I know what, I feel like I know what they are. I can envision what they are. Well, and you know what they, what you intended what, them yeah, to. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Which isn't necessarily what they are. No, yeah, true. The, that was the hang. Well, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, sure. So it was, it was like I envisioned, yeah, I was able to have an, a vision of what I thought they should be. And you might not have had either a vision or that vision. And then when we recorded them, it was like, I don't know. I remember being like, well, this is not what I had envisioned. Right. You know, I don't know if you thought that was what they were like with, what, what I don't know what so, I mean, somewhere, was. somewhere for the most part, they weren't. And I feel like, well, it's not necessarily like this process takes that, uh, takes that away because it could still be like, well, this is not how I pictured the song. But I feel like at least you could kind of sculpt like, it both ways and then listen right. back. But it also it gets everyone on the same page. Like, sure. Because you're listening to you, when you're listening back, it's so much closer to the finished product. Yeah. To what the finished product is going to sound like. Whereas when you're playing in a room, like when you're pr- physically performing one of the components of the song, you have such a like. Um, you have blinders on to what the the yeah. whole is. You're just seeing one piece or hearing one piece, rather. Yeah, and so so you can, yeah. your, your imagination can run wild as far as what you what you think you're hearing as right. the whole. And when you're when we're writing, so to speak, quote, I'm doing air quotes, and you're writing in the in the studio and in, in the on a computer in Pro Tools session, like what you're hearing is like, well, this is no, this is what I want. The listener to hear when they're listening to the recording is this yeah. thing and how it sounds. You know, there's some aspects of the recording that don't exactly pan out that way, but um, I think you just you're just listening to such a closer something that's so much closer to the finished product that there's so much less room for interpretation within our own imagination. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, how many yeah. times did we just listen? You know, how many times we right. go to Mike's and he would just play the track? Yeah. And we just listen back and go, okay, this is cool, and like make our notes and whatever. Like, we, you can't do that when you're when performing you're playing the yeah. song, you know? Like, and it's in this loud, yeah, loud ass drums and guitars and craziness, and not necessarily the best sounding room or anything, you know? But even the uh, like when we did the when we would go and record the songs, like even on like Passengers and and Giant, it's like like the demos you mean, or no, even just the the recording ones. process, like you be like, all right, well, I want to get this type of thing. And you, you try to get it to, to, to craft the song how you want it. It's like, all right, I want my guitar to sound like this. And then you don't have, like, all that listening time, like we just talked about, yeah. to, like, like, well, this is not sounding right. I, I know my, myself, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I think that's it. And then you get, like, the mixes back and be like, 
nope that's not it it was just like it was just eat at me or even like three days later I'd be like man I wish I would have just tried to change it but you don't have all that time to like sit there and fiddle with it but now you kind of can you listen back alright well this is not it but I could sit here and fiddle with it for three hours or just come back to it another day and be like try to figure it out yeah Yeah. or you can exactly use the opportunity to re-record the opportunity to really like let it soak in because how many times I come with you with vocal things I'm like you know I I think I should really sing it you know this way like super whispery and whatever you know intimate whatever and then I listen back I'm like that is terrible like (laughs) I need to put a little more force behind this or whatever. And it's like in the studio, that's a really tough thing to do, like in the booth yeah. or in the, you know, tracking session. That's a hard thing to do. And then like by the time you hear it fully mixed and whatever, you're like, well, it's, it's done. Yeah, there's like, nothing you can there's do There's nothing we can do about this. I hope the mix can get better. That's really like the only right. thing you could hope for. And that was like a, a thing that we kind of all agreed upon when we started doing writing this way. It was like we sort of all agreed that like the the jar is never sealed permanently, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we can always open it back up. I mean, I guess once you have the master and it's released, then yeah. I guess to a certain extent it is. But up until that point, you know, even if we get the mixes back and we're just like, somebody or one or two or all of us are like, this is just, something here is just not right. It's like, okay. Maybe yeah, it costs us a little bit of money or time or whatever, but just open it back up, figure it out, make it work, you know? It's like it everyone watching the same, or looking at the same picture. You know, right. as like as opposed to like when we were in the room, it was sort of like everyone's in their own world. Everyone had a chance to like sit there and look at this thing and go, okay, I like this, yeah. I like that, I don't like this. And I think that helps us as a band because we are, I don't, I mean, I don't really know a lot of bands personally how they work individually, but I feel like we're one of the most, if not the most that I know, like democratic band that I know of. Like in the sense of anything is up for grabs like anyone can have an opinion on any part on any instrument on any vocal on any lyric on any you know it really is a group effort and I think that's again I don't maybe that is I'm sure they're out there but I don't I don't personally have not heard of yeah just like like Eric's not gonna you know he's open to us talking about his bass part I'm open to like everyone writes lyrics together everyone crafts you know the song title whatever anything it might be out there yeah but I also think that that's like a uh, that's definitely an evolution of ours that happened because I know mm-hmm. in the beginning I didn't want anyone telling me about my bass <laughs> yeah. like I was very I'll admit I was like you know I didn't do much else in the whole songwriting process so I was like hey the bass is mine guys like yeah. this is my chance to be I could put my creative spin on it mm-hmm. and I really don't want you telling me what it is to do. But then I evolved, and I know I had more insight because we are so democratic that, like, oh, I do have a chance to tell Pete about these lyrics or this melody or Mike with the guitar, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to self-reflect and be like, I need to be more open, too. Yeah. And, you know, it's a give-and-take relationship, yeah. so... I think me personally, like I evolved in that sense because I know in the beginning I wasn't, but definitely a I, lot more so. I feel like we probably, I don't know, I feel like I'm in the same boat too, you know, like that's that's sort of how bands, most bands start out, you know, like especially like younger, more, less less mature bands are like, you know, when they're first starting out, like, no, I write my part, you write your part, you write your part, you write the melody, 
And then that's the song. Or, you know, I guess there's also the ones that are more traditional. Like, there's a main songwriter, and he kind of dictates what everyone's going to play. But he or she, excuse me. And uh, I don't know, I feel like we have matured into this, like, but we're all working towards the one goal of the song being good. We're not each individually working towards our individual parts being good. And I think that's the yeah. the major um, sure, yeah. viewpoint switch, which is, I think, a good thing. Some of it was also, I think, was like, well, we never worked with a producer before. Well, Giant, well, Pete Klett, we worked with whatever. Yeah. Like, we didn't really work with them recording anything, but, and it's like, after that, it was kind of like, it was like an eye-opener. It was like, oh, well, like, like Dan Hannon was very hands-on like well try it like this try it like that try it like that and none of us realized that we could do that for each other we right. never wanted to yeah. cross those boundaries and then so now self-producing our stuff it's like you gotta you know do that stuff yeah especially if you're like you light bulb turns on mm-hmm. and you're like i know exactly what i think this needs to be and if everyone else especially if everyone else is like i don't know what this is supposed to be but you're the one who's like i think i know exactly what this is supposed to be then, like, it's up to all of us to, like, hand over the steering wheel to that person and be like, take us where you think we need to go, because I don't know... You know, it gets a little trickier when two different people think that, and it's not necessarily sure. the same direction, but I don't think we've really run into that with this latest... No. You know, it's still the latest issues, but... But even if that does come up, what's cool about the way we're recording now is, let's say, um, Eric really believes the song should be this way, and Steve thinks it should be this way we can literally do both yep and then listen back and go eric's version yeah i really that (coughs) first half of that is excellent and you know the second half of steve's actually can we mash them can we Mm -hmm. do like you can actually let both things exist you know and then one thing we talked about was in regards to b-sides or um you know when those sort of things come up where like two people or three people feel super strongly about something like we can put multiple versions of things out. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, let's put the version uh, of the video that we want to put out as a band. But then you know, so and so took the lead on this. Eric took the lead on this. This is his vision. You know, let's let him put his vision out there too. Like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just show, hey, listen, this is what Eric believed to be was a better video, and here's what we thought as a yeah. band. Like, yeah, this was a different version. Yeah, that, you know. Or songs we, we wanted. The, we wanted this version to see the light of day too. Yeah. On that note, I would love for us maybe one day down the future, do a project where no one has any input on anybody else. <laughs> Elsa's flip. parts. And flip side of it. Yeah, flip it. And oh, like see old school. And see what comes out. You know, wouldn't that be interesting? In regard, like, uh, all right, Eric's leading the session. No, it's like we're writing a song. You know, here's my here's my riff. I'm coming in, guys. Here's my riff. All right, put your Steve put the guitar on there. Pete put the melody. Mike put the guitar. I got the bass. Perry, you do the drums on there. Go back to uh, and just see what it turns out. You know, (laughs) it'll sound. It probably sound like Studebaker (laughs) Brown. Yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, it could sound good. You never know. That's well. That's where we run into a situation where. It might sound great to outsiders, but to any of us individually, it doesn't sound great because, yeah. or it has a potential to not sound great because it's, well, I made my part into exactly what I wanted it to be, but
But Eric and Mike did some other wacky shit that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny. What it's they were like thinking. The self-producing. We're all self-producing it. But it's like, is it really like an issue of, I don't trust you guys to come up with the right parts for this to make it, you know? Yeah. No, great. it's about making it better. Yeah. It's like, um, that's what I think, because it's, it's still, it's not like, uh, what's it called? Like, I don't, it's I don't not like I'm taking your bass yeah. and, like, and be like, oh, I'm going to write the bass part here because I don't like what you're doing. It's kind of like, Oh, why don't you try this? So it's still your bass part, but you're, it's like just in making it a little bit better. Well, you know what and it is? And if you don't like it, you're going to be like, yeah. well, I don't like that. And you that's know what, what usually happens. You know what it is? Like, okay, in that situation, let's say Eric came up with a bass part and he loved it. And you're like, I think it could be better, right? So let, let's try this. Like, I think we could all agree. Like, there's nothing that's really like hands. Well, that's definitely better. You know, like it's so subjective in music, but it makes you like question your own thought you're like is it is my part really great yeah you sure. know oh man he made me question it before i thought it, i just assumed it was awesome yeah you know like is it really great you know what he's got a point you know or he doesn't and i'm gonna fight for it you know and it's like that it opens up that conversation yeah. at the very least because yeah. a lot of times it'll be like otherwise it goes unquestioned like i don't know yeah. this is missing something here can you try this and you try it and you're like oh i don't like that and then you a lot of times it's kind of like yeah, I don't think I like that either. You know, like you heard your idea and you're like, I don't think I like that either. But it's still missing something. And it's like, all right, well, now you work towards doing something different that's better. And that's when usually like the best stuff comes out, I feel like. Yeah. And it, yeah. Well, that's also, I mean, you're sharing the vision. So that's where uh, my point was that I guess just forget about it. But. <laughs> No, but I get what you're saying because yeah. it's like, um, without sharing the vision, that's what we the project would be, you know, to see where it goes. And it also like it Just, makes you if we never did what we're doing now, as as opposed to as uh, in regards to um, challenging each other and being open to each other, then we would stay in our comfort zones, you know. And it's like how many times have we talked about that, like just as a because I had a really hard time beginning in this process, like. I love that melody. What's wrong with that melody? Ah, uh, you know, like you've done that. I'm like, yeah, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, but you've done that. And it's like, my first reaction was like, I don't care. It's great. Like, I don't need to rework this. I don't need to go to school again on how to write a melody. You know, like, how dare you tell me how to write a melody? You know, but I think, like you said, it's like that's how you grow to be a better artist. It's like you get the analogy of like basketball. Like, well, you're a great jump shooter. Is that all you're going to do? Because you're not going to get a whole lot of playing time if all you can do is shoot jump shots. Like, you got to work on, you know, being able to dribble, play defense, and whatever. Like, you have this one thing. Cool. Well, get strong in all these other areas. Add you know? to your game. Yeah, yeah add to your game. And it, that, was, that analogy, like, really helped me because it was... Yeah. And that's not to say that you yeah. don't take jump shots anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, That's yeah. always there. Yeah. You know, you, just, you don't want to take jump shots. I'm pretty streaky. But No, it's just, yeah, when you go back to that... If you, like, as far as... You could always go back. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. as far as stylistic. You know you have that to fall back on. Yeah. Well, it's it almost makes it, a, that those parts better. It's like, say we wrote, like, whatever, four songs where using your melodies, for example, where you were using, like, a different, mel- like different style, different melody, 
than usual people are gonna be like oh this is different this is cool whatever and then when you go back to it on that fifth song you'll be like oh like you know like they it's now it's even better it's like oh yeah like this is it's fresher yeah it becomes instead of hearing that the whole time it's like you go back to it it makes that more powerful well it's what I think we want to do with the band like we just want to keep growing as a band I don't think I'd ever would say that I ever want to write the same kind of songs over so why is it that I would want to write the same melodies yeah you know what I mean like the same sort of melodies not the same melodies but you know what I mean like why wouldn't you grow as a as an artist individually and because I think we all want to grow collectively you know yeah until the artists get faced with the question of well your last album made a hundred million dollars if you do this exact same thing again you'll make another hundred million dollars <laughs> if you don't do the same exact thing you might not make any money I guess that comes with what you know yeah. your that's your values yeah depends on how smart you were with that hundred million dollars yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say we, we made a hundred million <laughs> yeah that means we only Perry's far we, only each, got, <laughs> we <laughs> only each got eight million so it's not a lot. Yeah. Well, what'd you do with that 8 million? You still have most of it? That's not a lot then these days. you can play whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always find that interesting watching other artists. Yeah, players. you see the bands that make the same record again because it's working. Yeah, but... Like, that, that all, I'm, not saying that's what, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. I'm just saying I wonder if at one point they also were, you know... We're not going to do that. We're artists. We want to, you know, evolve. But then well, they got did, faced with didn't. that question. I you think know. you saw a lot more of bands being afraid to expand because it was a, like a safe, known commodity to put out another whatever Gin Blossoms yeah. record. Yeah. I don't think you see that as much anymore because just because the whole the way the industry works is so fractured now, nobody really yeah it hasn't settled back into a one definitive model. Yeah, you're right on that. It's weird. Some it's different because some people want to hear the same thing, and other right. people, like I know personally, I don't. Well, yeah, you hear artists talking like they're like, you know, how come you didn't make it like your first album? It's like because I already made that album. Yeah. Like you can go listen to that. That's <laughs> done. Like that piece of my life is over. Now we're on to yeah. this. You know. Yeah. And plus, you could always go back <laughs> if you yeah. really, like. Who knows? Maybe yeah, that's like you cool said, too. you know. Like, Experiment. You do all this crazy stuff, and all of a sudden you go, you know, let's go back to what we did on the first one because I missed that. Yeah. yeah, like if Radiohead's next album came out and it sounded a lot like the Benz, like that would be kind of awesome. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we should write them a letter and make sure they do that. Yeah, sure. Tom. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. They, that's why Radiohead's great because they just. They kind of don't care, and they kind of just, and they take risks. Well, they've know? also like built so much clout that right. I feel like they That's can, sure. you know. Yeah. But after know. OK Computer, everyone was expecting something oh, different. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they, they released Kid A, and they were like, everyone was like, "What is this?" And then it was like, you know, whatever. A couple years later, and everyone's like, "This is awesome." Mm-hmm. That's what it also, is. Also, in a totally different way that the other thing was. Awesome. Yeah. So that's what's so cool. But, well, you know what it is? It's like also, you know, there's so many artists that have to deal with labels and A&R and Mm. managers and whoever just like, you have to do this. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to put it out unless you do this. And it's like, we've, 
had the luxury in a certain sense of never having anyone tell us the kind of music that we've had to make and so we can risk everything you know like there's nothing to risk you know yeah there's nothing there's nothing to risk but also like we don't have anyone over our shoulder going like well you sure about that you know (laughs) which is blessing different yeah yeah it's one positive (laughs) aspect yeah it's just us you know, and sometimes that happens between us. Like, you mm-hmm. sure about that? It's kind of, yeah, yeah. So. What else you got on your list of topics there, Eric? Yeah, man. Well, doing this podcast, you know, we brought up, you know, other models, other, other podcasts out there, and we said, like, yeah, they're successful because they're, they're interesting. You know, go back to Joe Rogan. Like, he's an interesting dude. You know, he does a lot of... If you follow him, he does a lot of interesting stuff. Oh, he's got interesting... He's a very interesting guest. Interesting guest, too, that make it happen. Um, So the question came up with us. Like, who knows if this podcast is going to be any good? If anyone's going to care? Maybe they'll find this boring. But we had to ask ourselves, are we interesting? Are we interesting enough? Without any guests at the moment. Yeah, I would hope so. We're artists, so if we're not, then we better give that shit up. I mean, I, I think this conversation that we just had, if I was someone who wasn't a music creator, right? I would, but maybe they create something else. Maybe they're an indie filmmaker or something. I would like to think that this conversation that we just had was at least somewhat interesting. Somewhat interesting. To just see, like, just kind of, just listen in on, just be a fly on the wall, because this conversation that we're having right now, yes, we know people are listening to this, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, maybe not, but <laughs> we're, we're speaking with the understanding that someone could be listening, so, but it's also not unlike a conversation that we would be having amongst ourselves, in a, on a van yeah. ride or something, yeah. you know, and I think, yeah, that's true. to that's me, that I would find that interesting, I think. And that's I would like to listen to another band's like van, quote unquote, van ride conversation. Yeah, me too. Just to know how they, how do they work, you know? And maybe you get some ideas. Maybe you. Well, that's maybe, only scratching the surface. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. To be honest, like the what's interesting to me would be, like, how you guys think about stuff. Which I don't know. I've never really talked to you guys how you really think. So a lot of it's like, I don't know. Half the time it's bewildering, like. You leave like practice, like yo, yeah, man. I have crazy. no idea what that dude's talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it's it's for it's probably the same for everybody. I'm yeah. sure you leave and be like, Mike, this is fucking wacko. You know, like I don't know. Well, there's two things like when we talk about like are things interesting? You know, and I know I was one of the people who was like, I don't. Are we interesting? Like, why would we even do this? But I think one, you have to like open yourself up. You know, and, and that's hard for me. Like, I, I look at artists that I grew up, you know, watching and idolizing, whatever, and it's like a lot of them are the people that don't do a million interviews and don't, like, take you behind the curtain and, you know, don't show all the behind-the-scenes type stuff. It's like, you know, this is what I wish to present, and that's it. You know, and I was sort of skeptical of doing that. Um, but then again, I was like, I wish... And when I do get a glimpse into that artist that I really like, that they kind of show a glimpse, like, I wish I had more access to that, you know? And to me, it's like, it also opens up, because it opens up to everyone, because you may hate our music, 
but you might enjoy the sure, podcast yeah. because you enjoy the pro- like understanding the process and the people behind it. Um, I watched the show the other day. It was just about making pizza. There's like two hours of people like discussing how they make pizzas and like like you said like they might make you know pizza or, or music or sky rises or whatever you know whatever. Yeah. But just like the process and the behind the scenes and the you know the different interactions between people like that ultimately I mean I, I feel like that's it's got to be interesting if you're willing to open yourself up yeah because it's I think what's it's tough different about this is like you're not I mean you're going to find out who we are as people but the, the interesting part is finding about who we are as artists more so than people yeah you know like and how the two interconnect too I yeah think is a big sure. factor it's like you don't want to hear about my my oh I got up and I went to the gym I mean maybe you want to hear about that but <laughs> to me the interesting part is like finding out what makes our like our insanity you know like what makes our yeah. brain what makes us tick what makes us like come up with certain stuff like you know what how makes, we see that what makes four people want to get in a room on a Saturday afternoon and just make a podcast they've never done it before yeah, yeah. you know yeah. yeah I really don't know I don't know like what? What pushes us? Because, you know, and how does that interaction between us do that? Because me on my own, I might not have ever done this, but because you guys were like, nah, I think it'll be cool. You know, it's okay. Like, try it. Let's just try it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's what I love about this band and this like friendship that we have is like we push each other in so many different areas of life, but like we're able to to do that and grow as people you know because it's it's individually it goes back to like the music like individually we, we might make our own thing that we think is like the best thing ever but is it really you know like yeah. I might be the person that I might want to be but maybe I'm not the best person I could be if I'm not pushed by other people you know to challenge yourself and question yourself I didn't mean to get super deep but uh no <laughs> Yeah. But that's what was exciting about this to me. It's like, this is not my comfort zone, so... I just love exploring new things. (laughs) Let's do it, yeah. Like, I I don't know. Everything that's, like, something, like, new and, I guess, somewhat challenging and stuff, like, I don't know. Yeah, when Steve hit, okay, we're recording, did, did you not get, like, a little, like... Little butterflies, a little like yeah, you go on a stage for I the first lean, time. I had to lean forward. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you fixed your hair. I don't. No one's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at it, I don't. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love just creating stuff. Well, that that's the part. Like we talked about creating a universe, <laughs> you know, where people can go to, and okay, like life's hard and things are crazy right now in the world. Like maybe this is like just a way to make somebody's day a little bit better you know just having insight to something else that is outside of their world yeah I'm a big fan I I liked your pizza documentary or whatever analogy I think I love because I didn't really even realize it I didn't really think about it like that until you just mentioned that but I I always gravitate towards that type of like behind the curtain like whatever it is like it could be something that I'm completely uninterested in like how do these people make these 
I, I don't know how do people lay asphalt down on a yeah. on a street like I don't give a shit about that at all but I do find the like process of um, of bringing a bunch of different things together and people and efforts together to create something I, this the asphalt thing is not a good analogy at all but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I always find that interesting I find process interesting mm-hmm. and so I, I think that this could be an outlet for us to explain our process amongst other things but our process is that you know for anyone else who's out there who's who creates something or, or, or does something or, or, or coordinates large efforts that come together and um, could maybe learn something or just you know enjoy a sneak peek or just an escape into what other people do yeah you know? I watched a three hour documentary on the Backstreet Boys the other day <laughs> like I'm not saying that I don't like some Backstreet Boys songs because some of them are pretty terrific. But, you know, in general, like, am I a fan of the Backstreet Boys? No. I watched a three-hour documentary about them because I was interested in, like, their rise and, you know, how they came about and the personal interactions. And as crazy as it sounds, it is relatable to us, you know? Of course. Like the, the Eagles documentary? I was like, how did you guys all see that? It came out like a couple years ago. It. it was on Netflix. There was like two parts. The first part was great. The second part, I think, was kind of dumb. But yeah, but did you it know? Was so riveting. Like <laughs> I, I thought. I don't. I didn't really care about the Eagles. Like, did you know Glenn Fry wrote "We Belong to the City"? Because I didn't know that. That's like one of the greatest things that came out of that. But you're right, though. You're yeah, right. it was yeah. just like I'm so captivated by this. Like maybe, yeah, I guess because I like what they did is part of what my you know like. Um, lifelong kind of aspiration has been to be like in a f- popular band, you know, and yeah. like you know, things. singing harmonies. Yeah, Down even like the, the. But just I don't know. Just something about that. Just seeing how that transpired is just profoundly interesting. Yeah, like me. hearing them living above Jackson Brown. Yeah, and like yeah. Jackson Brown was just like writing songs, and he's like, "That's where I learned how to be a songwriter <laughs> because Jackson Brown would just play the song a billion times yeah. until it." Made total sense. Yeah. Like, and there's a, but there's other thing. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right this second. But I know there's plenty of other things that are not completely on music related, or even not even arts related that I'll gravitate towards. It's just like I'm very interested in wh- how this thing was created. You know, I guess it's about creating. I guess is the common thread there for me, at least. You know. Yeah. Because because uh, otherwise you just like there's so many things that we encounter in our everyday life from day to day hour to hour that we're like it's just it's a thing it's a building it's a whatever and it, we take it for granted that like so much went behind that thing for that thing to go from not existing to existing so much was so many people so many things so many ideas so many failures happened in order for that thing to ex- begin existing yeah. And every everything around us has some kind of story like that, and I think it's interesting to for us to share our story about what we create. You know, for anyone else out there who might be interested. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think on that note, you guys want to end this one? Yeah, I think maybe we should just wrap it up by talking about our uh, beverage of choice today. What is this? Arizona this is green tea. Mike's drinking the Arizona green tea. This is our advertisement section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this where, where, yeah we get sponsorship. This is where we or they solicit. Go, or they go, don't ever say our name. We, so, we solicit <laughs> possible future sponsorships. 
Eric, what are you drinking? Poland Spring. Poland Spring water. One of the best. The classic green. Is this the Wayne's World like? Little. Brought to you by Pat. Yellow. Different. Um, this one is the Magic Hat Low Key Session IPA. What do you think of this, Pete? Yeah, it's in Steve's fridge, so I love it. Yeah, but it's, it's did you notice the um, the artwork? Did you notice it's a bass guitar headstock with uh-huh. no, buds as the tuning keys? I didn't notice that until right now. I noticed it after I read the description on the back. It says low key is a session IPA tuned to the key oh, snap. of ease with a tropical hop lead and a smooth malt bass spelled B-A-S-S, which I originally thought was a typo. Turns, out it's, a, turns out it's a play on words. That I noticed. Magic hat's so clever. I'm never drinking that beer again. <laughs> it's too clever for me. It's pretty good. I want to listen to a Magic Hat I'm podcast. Never drinking that shit. Anyway, there goes one potential sponsor. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can drink it. I'm just not drinking it. All right. Well, I think that wraps up uh, episode zero. Yeah. Episode zero. Cool. Hopefully, the audio isn't complete crap. <laughs> but uh, cool. That's All right. right. Yeah, Until we'll, next time. Uh, See you soon. Nope, 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 nope. Absolutely not. Was there a theme song? Yeah. Was there a theme song? It's the Michael. I don't remember. Michael K.